0: you hear this that means you're tuned into jsy podcast and i am your host just simply yvonne coming to chat with you and you never know what about this podcast was created for everyday people living everyday lives with the hopes that a conversation will be had that could change a perspective we have made it to season two i'm so excited to still be here i hope that your ears are ready to listen your heart is open to receive a nugget or two and that this is a good use of your time as jahim says come on over to my place let's see what we're talking about this episode Hello, hello, hello. Didn't we just talk? (laughs) I think it's been like two days, but I don't even know if I had a chance to miss you, if you had a chance to miss me. Either way, it's the first of the month, so here I go. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are new and this is your first time listening to JSY, and then come on in here. If you have been hearing my voice and you know me, you know how I'm coming. We are in April 2022. The year is already flying by the beginning of the month. I hope you're well. I hope you are well. I hope you're well. I hope you are well. I am purposely saying that four times because I want you to get it. This is the fourth month. I said it four times. Let it sink in your conscious, your subconscious, your unconscious. I want you to know. I hope you are well in every aspect of the word. Okay? We're in a new month. If you didn't get a chance to accomplish every goal that you set out for in that first quarter... You have a chance to course correct. Write some things down. If you don't have any goals, put some things down you want to accomplish in the next 90 days. If you had some things written down that you weren't able to accomplish, transfer them over to this next set. And how do you progress? You keep track of where you are. You check and see, like, what, where am I? What am I trying to do? What are some things that are on my heart? What are some things that are in my mind? Even if you don't tell other people, you can write it down simply and say, I want to save this. Or I want to travel here. I want to experience this or whatever the case, I want to move up at work. Um, And speaking of, today is my last official day in my current position. I have been promoted. And so I am just overwhelmed with emotions right now. But I wanted to make sure that um, as I move, that I share how I'm moving and what is going on. So one of the ways to move through life is to write a goal and just work toward the goal make changes make um a request if you pray um network with people and figure out how to get to where you're trying to go and that could be financially that could be professionally that could be personally that could be spiritually it doesn't have to be like in a career setting only you could take that principle and apply it anywhere so end of quarter one or quarter two just started if you have something that you want to work on that you want to accomplish before the end of the year It could be losing weight. It could be saving money. It could be going out of the country. It could be, I don't know, paying off debts, getting a higher credit score, buying a home, buying a car. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of what some people want, how they want it, why they want it. Definitely just want to be making um, steps toward expanding who you are, being more well-rounded, being the best version of you that shows up every single day. And so... Just wanted to share that um, because it's the beginning of the month. April is National Stress Awareness Month. And so kind of ties into what I'm going to talk about in a few moments. But stress awareness, being aware of how you experience stress what stressors you have, and then what you can do to relieve stress. No one wants to go through life every day stressed. It it takes a toll on your physical body, as well as your mental space, as well as your emotional space, your spiritual capacity. It takes a toll in so many areas. And so um, April is a month to kind of check in and see where you are stress-wise, check in on yourself, see where you are, and then what steps can you do to unwind some, whether that's meditate, whether that's yoga, um, My new favorite, kickboxing. <laughs> um, whether that's counseling, massage, any of the things that would help you unwind if you find like a bedtime tea and you can drink that at night or morning tea that is a stress reliever. If it's a gummy, if it's whatever it is that you find that works for you, just checking in with yourself, being aware of your stress levels and then figuring out what works best for you to manage that. Um, uh, April also is National Financial Literacy Month. So again, just checking in on your finances, seeing where you are, seeing some things you would like to accomplish, seeing if you need to shape up, um, some spending cut back, um, or if you have a budget that you just really need to revise. Like I know I have a budget from, like three years ago and I'm like it doesn't really serve me as much now because those some of those bills are not even there anymore so it makes sense for me to revise that and of course I have but as you maneuver as you pay things off as different situations arise you just want to kind of check in on your budget or check in on your finances and see where you are especially like me being able to go into this next position I just want to make sure that I'm able to um utilize all that i have but in a different way like i don't want to spend every penny that i have but if i need if i have the ability to invest now or if i have the ability to move money in a different way you just want to check in and see where you are financially whether that's dealing with your credit any of the financial umbrella you just want to check in april is the month to check in and see where you are a lot of people getting taxes back or they've gotten taxes back crossing off some goals with that. If you get taxes back, some people have to pay in. April is just a month, tax month, but it's also financial literacy month. Okay. Also, April is National Brunch Month. I love brunch. I love it when I saw a smile so big because I really don't like... I'm really not a morning person. (laughs) I don't like to tell people that, but I feel like days should start after ten o'clock. Like that's when I'm like, yeah, this is great. So it's five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, it's just not my ministry. It's not. I do it because I have to. But if I could make the rules, if I could make my own schedule, and I could do all of these things, I my day would start after ten o'clock. So. Brunch is not breakfast and it's not lunch. It's kind of a combination. Um, A lot of places serve mimosas. I mean, brunch can be a really good meet and greet time, like to hang out with friends. And I just think that's beautiful because the spring is coming around. So since spring is here or it's here, but as it's here, you have a typically more warmer weather. And so you can sit out at the patio and everybody have mimosas and eat. Whatever the brunch items are on that particular menu, I particularly love catfish and eggs, <laughs> biscuits, grits. I like when they. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I could go down the list. I love brunch. So they have they have chicken and waffles. Um, they have like fried chicken. So yeah, chicken, but I mean, wings or tenders or, and then they'll put the waffle, which is a breakfast item. All of the things that go along with brunch. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think whoever came up with it is great. Um, I tried to really take, tell people Leonard should jump off between lunch and dinner, but it didn't really stick. So <laughs> it's the same kind of food though. Like you don't really typically, some people eat lighter for lunch and heavier for dinner or the opposite heavier for lunch and lighter for dinner, but it's still like, afternoon type items they're not the same as like a breakfast item so the one that really makes sense is brunch and not really dinner but also honorable mention april is national month of hope and i picked this one because i hope that you are well i hope that you're well i hope that you are well i hope that you're well I purposely said that four times. This is the fourth month of the year. I want you to know four times. I hope that you are well mentally, financially, emotionally, socially, spiritually. Um, all of the leads. I can't even think of all the other leads. But I hope that you're well in your conscious unconscious subconscious I want you to take that in I hope that you're well and if you're not well I want you to get well I want you to find resources and whatever whoever you need to talk to wherever space you need to be in whatever um, helps you get to that space I hope that you're able to figure out what works for you no two people are alike no two people need the exact same thing at the exact same time in the exact same way to feel whichever way so whatever works for you I hope that you figured that out and that you're well. Okay. And without further ado, the whole entire episode, last year, this month, the episode was about massage etiquette. And I... It was just at that time I was a new podcaster and I wanted to record, but I wasn't sure what about. And I was, I still massage on Saturdays, but that particular month I was like, oh, and I just went through the massage process and I was like, oh, I could talk about this. I think this is beneficial information. People need to know what to experience in a massage or what to look for or what is okay and what's not, you know? So I just thought that was a great episode. And then now fast forward, April 17th will be eight years of me massaging. April 14th, not April 17th, April 14th. I apologize. April 14th will be eight years of me massaging. That's the day that I graduated from massage school. Um, I am like, wow, time flies. So we are eight years in. And when I was in massage last weekend or the weekend before, my weekends run together at this point, but when I was misogynist, the idea came to me to tell eight things that I've learned in these eight years. And so I'm going to try to summarize. I've learned more than eight things, obviously, but I just wanted to kind of give you a overall story and kind of paint the story with the, of eight years within a 30 minute episode. Okay. So <laughs> let's journey. So first thing I learned, rich and financially challenged people both have stress and need massage. So predominantly, my audience or my um, clientele has not been people of color. But I noticed after so long of doing it, it's just like, people who have money or stressed, and people who don't have money or stressed. Same stress, different reasons. <laughs> like, either person was like, I am just, ugh," and they would lay on the table and they would need the exact, both their shoulders are tight. Both their necks are tight. Both their lower back is stiff. Both their calves are knotted. Both, you know, and I'm just like, both their feet are just rested, just restless. And so I'm like, how, how is this possible? Like, you know, cause people will tell you more money. And then you have a different life. Like, oh, when you get the money, you'll be successful. You get this, you get that. The people who have money have stress as well. They don't have the same stress, but they still are stressed. And so when I was massaging these people and they're telling me married people, single people, older people, younger people, heavy, overweight people and skinny, healthy looking people, I'm talking about any and every person you come in contact with has stress. They handle it different but they still have it. And then in our community, the minority, the people of color feel as though massage is a, um, like a luxury and people with money don't look at it as a luxury. They look at it as a necessity. So, Being able to see the difference, like some people come and they're like, this is my once a year thing. It has to be amazing. I want you to handle every single thing in my body from one year. And I'm like, that's not how a 60 minute session works, but they look at it as I saved up or I sacrificed to come do this one. It needs to be great. It needs to be everything that I need and some, which is nothing wrong with that. It's just not possible. (laughs) So um, having to navigate through that to be like, okay, I understand that you're stressed and you have a lot going on and we're going to do as much as we possibly can. But just because you get it done does not mean you're able to handle releasing all the things. So it's not strictly, this is what I want to do. And some people say, well, I only get massage once a year. I want the deepest tissue possible. It sounds good, but your body will go into shock and it will be extremely painful and unnecessary like it'll be use useless to you because you're like I can't walk out of here so what was the purpose I walked in here and now I'm trying to crawl out to the car and then the muscles only tighten at night when you're still like it just it goes from bad to worse never ever ever let a massage hurt you so bad like some hurt it's like a hurt so good but if it gets to a point to where you're like cringing and you're like straining and you're like fighting back the tears that's too much and it's nothing wrong with that okay at this moment in my life at this point today right now that's too much next week you might come back and you might be able to take more than that because your body has relaxed in this process okay i'm about to get some things loose and blah 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 but if in that particular moment massage is not supposed to hurt So if you're getting a massage and it hurts, you need to say something. If they don't say anything, if they're not paying attention to the body language, you can say something, and there's nothing wrong with that. Second thing I learned, May, February, and December were my busiest months. And so (laughs) for me trying to learn how to navigate the income for May to December, that's a long time. So I had an influx of money in May and then you got to figure out all the way to December and it would be steady in the other months. It would be like a little lower, but not, you know, not where you're, you don't have enough to pay rent. It just wasn't consistent. And then you get all the way to December and December is booming because everybody's getting um, gift cards for, um, or getting massaged for Christmas. And then in May you have Mother's Day and graduation and um, like anniversaries or that type of thing. People would come in for May for that, but it would really be heavy on this is my mom or my wife and she's a mom, I want her to come and enjoy herself or this person just graduated college or high school and I know that they're stressed and they just wanna come relax. So it would be real heavy for those two occasions in May. And then December, of course, Christmas. And then February was either Valentine's Day or like anniversaries. A lot of people had anniversaries. You know, they would propose or engage or marry in the month of love. So those three months for me were my busiest months. And so having December and February right there together, January was always, January and March were great months. And then, of course, income tax came around in March. So, I mean, it was like the first quarter I was balling. And then you get... (laughs) Past that, and it was like, okay, now you got to figure out how to balance this. And so, as a person who is used to stability, that was a hard correction for me. Like, that was a hard lesson for me to learn. Not all industries, and when I say that, I mean not all massage therapists have those three busiest months. It kind of depends on where you live, what kind of massage you do. Um, the hours that you open yourself up to who your clientele is, it depends on a lot of things. But for me, as a person who got out of school and was like, okay, I'm going to get this money. I'm, I'm about to work. I'm about to do this. I'm about to, you know, I was like, oh, I have a month where I have this much income. Oh, wow. And then I have a month where it's like a third of that. And I'm like, oh, and then another month where it's like a third of that and then half of that and then a third of that and then a third. I'm like, oh, and then you get a month and it's double that. And I'm like, wait, what? This is nice. Okay. So save when the harvest is plenty, and then when it's few or when it's less, you, you know, you have it, you know? So, but learning that, because they don't really teach you that in college. They don't really teach you that in high school either. So figuring out how to manage money is like a course. I think they really, they teach you personal finance, but come on now. That's not the same type of personal finance. They're telling you, like, if you get on a job and you make this, and then your salary is this, and then you your bills and your expenses are that. That's not the same as... This so, yeah, learning how to navigate that third thing. I learned oh, put money up from the overflow to sustain you when it's not overflowing. So, it just goes into what I was saying when the harvest is plenty, put some back. So, when it's few, then you have some. Um, fourth thing, you can be as busy or as slow as you choose. Now this, (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? Well, it was massage therapists who had been doing it 15, 20 years, and they're like, I only work 9 to 3. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And I was like, ooh, I could do 10 to 4 because I like getting up at later, so I can do 10 to 4. Yeah, okay. If your clientele is available, 10 to 4. If they're not, then you open 10 to 4 and you don't have any money coming in. So I became the person where once I realized that you could be as busy or as slow as you like, if you open hours and nobody wants to get massaged, you're not going to get paid. And that's, I mean, that really can translate over to any like service industry. Like saying, I want to be a waiter, but I only want to work from 6 to 12, 6 a.m. to noon. And I serve, like I work at a, um, like a, a place that's more so dinner lunch and dinner you're not really going to make any money from six to eleven or six to ten because that's not really a place that has breakfast you know so you can be as busy or make as much or as little as you choose the option is definitely up to you which they don't teach you that in school either so i was like having to figure this out but after a week of just sitting around i'm like i'm only gonna work 10 to 4. And then it was like, oh, that I saw people working to 9 at night, 7 at night, you know, the later hours. And they were busy every single hour there at work. I'm like, well, maybe I should work later. Okay, maybe I should do this. And then people, every person worked like Tuesday, no, Monday through Friday or something like that. So then I was like, ooh. And then it got to a point to where people will want to be off Saturday and Monday. So they could have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off and they would massage Tuesday through Friday. So what would I do? Oh, I'm working uh every friday saturday and monday and i just did that for a while i was like okay i'm massaging friday saturday and monday and i'll open my schedule 10 to 6 or 11 to 7 or whatever 11 to 8 whatever the case was 12 to 9, i mean i just figured it out and then when I started really getting clients, I was like, oh, this is great because that means like people like me. That means more money coming in. And It was just a point for me to take away that you could be as busy or as slow as you want. You just have to see what people want, make yourself available, and then if it doesn't work at that moment or that space, then you change. Okay, so people don't really want Sunday massage. or I mean, people wanted Sunday massage. I personally didn't like massaging on Sundays I have over the years but it would be very limited and it would be like one person or two people or three to five and that's it or you know three to six and that's it two to six I mean I just kind of played with stuff over the years and because I technically work for myself I could open myself up at any point and be like this is what I want to do no that's not what I want to do I want to spend time with my kids no I want to do that you know so you get that freedom but with that freedom You don't know when you're going to get paid versus with a regular eight to five, you know for sure this is the hourly rate. This is what I'm going to get paid no matter what the business is doing. I'm still going to get paid. So it was a lot of pros and cons that I had to learn along the way. Um, The fifth thing I learned, people can tell when you do anything for money, And they told us this in massage school, but I kind of laughed it off. And they said, don't be a massage therapist where you just want to get paid. Like you don't care about the bodies. You don't care about the service. You don't care about anything but the check. They were like, because that energy comes across to people. And when they said that, I was like, in my mind, like, how does that energy come across? They're laying down, they're enjoying because I was a client before I was a therapist. And I was like a regular client. So I would get massages every month. And then my therapist talked me into going to massage school. And so I'm like, girl, bye. (laughs) But because I had been with the same person, I didn't realize that the energy does carry and she didn't have that energy. But then when I got in massage school and I went through the process and then I started getting massages from different people, I, I saw exactly what they were talking about. You saw people who were like, they didn't want to give you any extra oil. They didn't want to do anything extra. It was like, nope, I'm going to rub you down this way. Every single person, I'm going to do the exact same thing on each person because I'm just here to get paid and I'm ready to go home. That infor- that energy does carry and I mean that could be in any business you could have a candle business you could have a notebook business you could have um cupcakes and can you know cupcakes and um uh like jars of cake and I I mean you can have any kind of business the energy that you give out like if you really have a heart to serve people it comes across if you really have a heart to get paid it comes across. Whichever, whatever energy you have, people can feel that. And they might not, it might not every single person feel it, but enough people can feel it to where it'll affect you later. Um, sixth thing I learned was people tell other people about good service. So when we were in school. They told us for every bad massage, they will tell 10 people. But for every good massage, they'll tell one or two. I don't know exactly about those numbers because I, it seems like I was always busy and I, I am busy. I'm not, not massaging anymore. I'm still massaged. So um, it seems like <laughs> people tell good uh, tell people about good service. And so I don't know about the 10 bad. I know that if it's bad service, people will comment. But I don't know that it's like one to 10 ratio. I don't know that to be true. But I will say that I have just tried to do what I can in the hour, hour and a half, 2 hours, whatever the space is, 30 minutes, I do all of the the 30 minutes is the shortest, 2 hours is the longest. I do all of the times in between. And so um I will say that I try to show up and I try to give people what their body can handle and what I am able to give. Like if I know this person needs the most deepest pressure but my body is not capable, I will tell them as soon as I get started. Ooh. So what exactly were you looking for? Because and then people laugh because I just I'm trying to be as honest as I can. And most people are fine. But I just want to be transparent and let them know like I'm in a space right now that yeah, I worked out yesterday and I just I don't have as much strength as I normally would or it's like really tight or is this or is that especially with people who've already had my services. Somebody new they don't know me. I don't know them. I just try to do what I can in that space and let them know like, okay, this is, if they say, well, can you go deeper? Yes. And then if they say go deeper again, then that's when I give them the conversation. But most people are fine. And I mean, I've been really extremely blessed to where I've had, um, pretty much good people. Of course I have stories, but who would I be if I didn't? (laughs) Um, Let's see. The seventh thing I learned is going the extra mile may pay off now or later. So, that again applies to any service bi- industry, any business that you may have. When people ask you for stuff and you're like, "Uh, no, that isn't. I don't take people after this time or I don't answer calls after this time or I don't do this or I don't do that." It just cuts off future business. And I'm not saying if somebody's trying to step over your boundary. I'm not saying that. I'm saying something as simple as like somebody needed a pillow and you go get the pillow or somebody needed additional wrap or something and you give them that wrap or I mean just any small thing people love to be seen and felt and experienced individually not like it's just blanketed every single person treating every person the same people really when I say this I mean really love to be seen individually not like All my clients are this, or all the people that come to me are that, or all of my, you know, people want to be seen individually. So if you take the time to do something small that might help them, that might individualize it for them, that might let them know that you care about that particular interaction with them, then they're typically more likely to appreciate that and then either return or send more business your way. Either way, it's a win though. So, and it may pay out right then. They might give you a tip or they might, you know, um, pay extra a or double order or whatever the case may be. Or, like I said, they might send people your way. It's like, you know, that one lady, she stayed after for me. I was stuck in traffic. She did this and she did that and she made sure that I was good. Or this one lady, whatever the reason, whatever the, you know, that particular encounter is they may remember that and then later on it may pay off and the only reason I say that is because I've had people who could not tip me in that moment But they came back and the second time they came back, they gave like a double tip. And I was like, you don't, you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. You don't have to, what, what? That's a tip, what? And they're like, no, because last time I wanted to, but I didn't have it. But I got it this time and I remember and, you know, and I'm just like, oh, wow. And then you have other people that are like, I have it now and I want to bless you now. Like, I want to do this right now. So it could pay off if somebody really, truly appreciates you going the extra mile for them. It could pay off now or later. And that's something that I learned that like is, it's, it's a heavy, but important gem. like seriously. Okay. And then last but not least, number eight, which eight is one of my favorite numbers. So I was like, Oh, this is my eighth year. But, um, there's a benefit to staying connected to the same place. And I know my mom right now is like, yes, she's been at the same job 30 plus years. But me just because of, the way my mind works, or the way my heart is set up, or just, I don't exactly know why. I'm a person where I have worked many places, and I'm like, oh yeah, I work there, oh yeah, I work there, oh yeah, I work there, and I will leave if the, if the circumstances arise, and I, it just doesn't work, I'll leave, and so I have been at the same spa almost seven years, and so people that have seen me, like the third year, they'll come back and then they're just like, Yeah, I remember you was here three years ago or four years ago when I came or you know and I'm like, Really? And then they remember me. I don't particularly remember them (laughs) because I've seen so many people and and it's a joke, but I tell people I recognize a lot more people from their back than I do their face. And when I say that, I mean you spend majority of your massage face down. So I could tell you, I'm like, Oh, that's so and so. I see that mole on their back. Or oh, that's there's that wrinkle with that little what thing on it. Yeah, I could I can see your back and be like, Oh yeah, that's so and so and it was like how? I just I don't know how else to say it other than I'm a massage therapist and you spend more time face down than you do face up. So Um, there is benefit to staying connected to a place and I don't know if that means get somewhere and stay just because you like it. I don't know. That nugget came to me and I'm still kind of sitting with that. I just know that I have seen people who they saw me year one, year two, and it's about to be seven. And they're like, I remember you massage me. And then I look in the notes, sure enough, I don't remember their face, but they remember me. And they're like, yes, I'm glad that you're still here. And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know how you remember. But if you only had five massages and I was one and then you see me again, I'm sure you remember, you know, versus I see so many people and I've been doing this almost eight years like next two weeks it'll be eight years so I'm like oh wow and then I mean I try to I try to give the same energy no matter when you see me no matter when you get me but yeah when I when I sat with that and was like there's a benefit to being connected to the same place yeah a lot of people will forget your name But a lot of people don't forget faces, and if they forget faces, then they don't, like, they'll say, I couldn't remember what your name was on the phone, but when they see you, they're like, yeah, that's you right there, you right here, you know, and so... I just think that this roller coaster of a ride has been the biggest or one of the biggest blessings I've had. And, I mean, if it was not for me stepping out, if it was not for that massage therapist encouraging me, if it was not for me meeting the owners and me and them hitting it off and our energy just just connecting in a way that has been like them being a mentor for me, if it was not for... um just this journey of me being a single parent who needed a flexible schedule, who was in school, who was open-minded. Like if it was not for any of those things, I don't think I would be where I am now. So I just think wherever you are on your journey, don't take lightly what is happening, who you're encountering, what you're seeing, all of those things work together to help you be successful. All of those things work with where you're going. I think that, A lot of times I have put massage on my resume and so many people have passed on me. They're just like, what does that have to do with corporate world? And I'm like, but the skills are the same. The skills are transfer no matter what's like whatever business you're in. I'm able to talk to people and I tell people interview. I'm able to talk to people with their clothes on or their clothes off and we laugh. And I'm like, that's just to break the ice. But I serious and I'm like in a professional way, though. I'm like some people feel a certain way about telling you about them or what's going on in their life while they're standing up talking to you. But for whatever reason, when the clothes come off, then they start telling me all kind of stuff. And so I'm just like, and not in a judgment way. I'm just in that moment, in that space, is me and them. And so they feel more comfortable to talk that way. So I'm like, I can talk to people, a million dollars in their account or a penny in their account, or it's negative. I mean, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. People are people. And if you have a heart to serve people, It could be used in any capacity. So I said all of this to say you can take things from no matter where you are in your journey. As I get ready to step step into this next role, I think some of the things that I've learned in this eight years plus my other positions, I think will come to play into where I'm about to go because skills are transferable. No one can take that from you. Experiences are transferable. You can take the experience and transfer little things out of it to take it to the next level, take it to the next place, take it to the next role. So I just think as you evolve, as you grow, as you expand who you are to be the best version of you, all of the pieces matter. that's it and that's all for this episode of course i'm coming back to you live at five okay i hope that you heard something that sticks with you or that pops back up in your mind later in the week and you're able to marinate on it real quick if you could spotify has a new option to rate podcast so if you heard this podcast on Spotify if you could leave a rating or if you heard it on Apple if you could leave a review so other people can find this podcast and take a listen thank you so very much I truly could not do it without you and just know I'm probably somewhere talking until next time toodles y'all